On this episode of The Real Dirt, we have Bryson James from Heavy 16. Join us as we talk about cutting-edge grow technologies, Heavy 16 application, and the absolute best single way to use their products and grow. On The Real Dirt... We're back again. This is Chip with The Real Dirt, and today I've got Bryson James from Heavy 16. What's up, guys? What's up, Chip? How you doing? Oh, man, doing good, dude. I, uh, You know, most people don't bring an entourage. I'm, I'm impressed. You guys brought a joint roller with you today. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to come prepared. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, that's great. You guys just got in on a plane, huh? We did. Yeah. Flew in. to a little uh, Father's Day. Down at the beach, mm-hmm. California. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. But it's it's it's. You have a hoodie on. You said it was cold there. Yeah, I know. It's cold in this uh, studio. Oh yeah. Well, keep it chilling. We we keep it cold, man. Because <laughs> we fire it up so much, it gets hot in here. <laughs> so y- you guys, heavy sixteen. We've been doing uh, a really great business with you guys for a number of years at Cultivate Colorado. You've become uh, really one of the uh, premier boutique nutrient strains, right? In in initially in our shop, then all over Colorado and California, right? Uh, congratulations, guys! Yeah, man. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah, most most people don't make it this far, right? It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, what is what is heavy sixteen? Yeah, can can you tell me that? Absolutely, uh, it's just all the best you know Dutch style, the A and B, mixed with all the best American soil science. So it's a it's a real hybrid, uh, all purpose you know all media. There's just a few ways you can manipulate it and uh, use it on everything. So, well, James, I like James' description of it. <laughs> professional grade liquid fertilizer yeah yeah right right you're you're out selling it all day bryce over here is making it it's a different story right it's a different pitch for sure right <laughs> <laughs> tell me how it all started tell me how this happened well let's see i mean how far do you want to go back here i want that light bulb moment i want the moment when you're like man i should make my own nutrients probably when i was a kid maybe about six or seven years old my dad he was a directional oil driller and um, traveled all over the world. But that, that business was absolutely fucked, you know, the oil business and all. And uh, he actually had a lot of times when he was unemployed. So to keep his head up and, you know, the headspace there, he was always a, a real uh, amateur horticulturist. So the house, the backyard was always immaculate. There was always hanging baskets and the lawn was beautiful and uh he had a rose garden so we'd always kind of go out of our way uh to go get this special fertilizer from a place that was more of like a boutique garden center (laughs) do you remember what it was yeah yeah it was the rogers garden uh rose food okay so so rogers gardens is a uh like if anybody knows from southern california you know they're they're like the place you go and they just have you know all the setups all the the actual landscape designs, you know, they'll do all kinds of good stuff there. Uh, ornamental 
type things and landscape services and whatnot. So and they got the good rose food. They got the good rose food, the pink stuff. <laughs> so that was that, looking back now i was just talking about this the other day and uh now i look back and i'm like yep that was the moment when i realized that there was there were better options you know than the standard stuff at the time mm -hmm. we, we all know those ones right yeah so uh moving forward from there even when i was about a teenager um got a copy of this magazine called the growing edge oh yeah and uh yeah you remember that one yeah absolutely yeah so like hydroponic trade publication totally totally from tom alexander yeah that was the editor yeah 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 he, yeah. he also did sense media tips ah you remember that one no and that was it got shut down during operation green merchant in 1989 huh. but uh it was one of the first like uh real ganja growing magazines not like high times at all Huh. But uh, yeah, Northern California, some place it came out of. Uh, what a trip! Yeah, I didn't yeah, even totally, know that. Because totally. I always thought that he had they to were... switch. He got shut down, but he yeah. was still in the industry, so he was like, "Okay, well, fucking strawberries yeah. and tomatoes." Then I guess, mm -hmm. yeah. So uh, got a copy of that uh, when I was about fifteen years old, and it just blew my mind. It was out had so much PVC and. <laughs> trills and all kinds of bullshit yeah. out on the backyard and yeah that was a great do-it-yourself magazine it's not around anymore is it no so. no not that i know of um so yeah that for sure started growing everything you know every vegetable of course had a, a secret one secret crop mm -hmm. in the backyard always but uh your your um <clears throat> legal strawberry crop in the backyard yeah yeah prize ones prize strawberries. yeah prize winners yeah kind of went from there and the first you know, idea, the fascination was in the, the fertilizer, the fertility, and how you could, uh, you know, grow plants with water. And it was just the, you know, the GH standard. There was only two hydroponic shops in Southern California. Oh, wow, that big discount hydro and... Before those guys, <laughs> <laughs> which wow. is crazy, yeah. Wow, I thought they'd been around forever. So... <laughs> right. They were for a while, yes. Yeah, went out to the valley san fernando valley and uh got some fertilizer and came back immediately started you know i busted out my um ruler and started making little spreadsheets you know when i was a teenager and writing them down on the wall and breaking all down the elements and dosage rates and how it switched and you know the real fascination with the um the actual science of it all so uh and then when it was time to go to college it was you know wanting to be a farmer it was a real easy decision at that point and wanting to get into hydroponic you know i originally went to college wanting to be a greenhouse vegetable grower so that was the goal you know set forth and then getting to college and just you know opening your mind from there seeing all the different stuff you know meeting all the all the different people that came from farms and had some uh you know parallel thoughts and and whatnot and got out of school and then you know that's when started blending started um you know running a couple of different farms throughout california and then i i actually uh did quite a bit of work on uh you know tomato crops we did a pretty awesome aquaponic system and that was a that was a nightmare at first yeah. but got it honed in and made some realizations about that. 
some time in Napa Valley. I've worked at big transplant nurseries, you know, for uh, like commodity type crops, like broccoli and cauliflower and lettuce and, and all that. And, you know, you name it. So every single experience has always been um, obviously in the, the fertility, the actual agronomy of it all. Uh, most most people in the ag industry aren't growing quote unquote hydro. Yeah, the gist was um, you got to justify the cost right. of the greenhouse and the system and all that stuff. So the land and water is kind of cheap, rag. Yeah, yeah. So you could never really compete with with outdoor stuff. But uh, yeah, don't hand any to the producer over there. He's the only one that has to stay straight. <laughs> 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 so uh so bryce i said brief history um uh let's 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 get... <laughs> you needed some material man i give you plenty of material yeah no. <laughs> no no perfect 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 so uh you you just you decided so so you decided you wanted to uh make your own nutrient yeah right yeah after a while it was um you know, it was really out of necessity, obviously. I always kind of made my own stuff at a certain point. And then uh, had a, a few friends that were asking me to make some stuff, you know, started showing me all the marketing. And then that's when I, I saw what was going on, you know, with some of the other companies that are out there. And, you know, knew I could do better. Knew, I knew I mm. had my... <laughs> My mentors, my my science, you know, approach to uh -huh. actual, you know, plant health and doing it the right way. And uh, that's how it all kind of began with heavy. That's awesome, man. I, I said yeah. a similar thing when I started uh, making soil years ago is I could do better. Yeah. Right. I saw what was happening. And I was like, I can do better than this. Totally. Right. Oh, dreams, dreams. <laughs> Well, hey, I think that's a good good time to take a break. Let's take a break for a second. This is Chip with Real Dirt. I got Bryce and James from Heavy 16. Holy shit, it's that easy. All you have to do is sign up for my seminar on soil and nutrition, and you will stop losing money. As a matter of fact, you'll make money, which is even better than losing money. Understanding proper soil and soil nutrition is key to plant health and consistent happy crops and harvests. Join us in Denver on July 15th as Chip Baker, that's me, your host, teaches you everything you need to know about soil. We'll analyze all major soil brands. Also, guest speaker John Piccarelli will teach us everything we need to know about nutrition and its interaction with soil. That's right. Join us. Download the application at therealdirt.com. Hope to see you there. Ah, and we're back. It's Chip with The Real Dirt. I got Bryce and James from Heavy 16. If you want to download this episode, check it out on iTunes at The Real Dirt Podcast. Or you can look us up on therealdirt.com and uh, download this and other episodes. So uh, as, the, as the giggles kicked in from the weed, we were talking about something, weren't we? That brief history. Brief yeah. history. Oh, brief that history. Very brief history. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So what what year did did uh did heavy actually start? It's debatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When did you have your first bottled product out? Uh 
I'd say about 2010, 2009, right around then. Uh, had my first bottles out then. And that was just, you know, we started with just bass. Mm-hmm. So A and B. And um, that was how I was able to make the punch by showing people that, you know, at that time and, and even to this day, you know, everybody just wants to make additives yeah, and sell those things as an add-on because they, they consider bass to be a commodity. You know, like a base is a base. Yeah, totally. I've heard that, you know, more than... Yeah, I've always amount. thought it was a... Uh, a, 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 a and James, you might be able to talk about this a little bit. It's an it's a easy, like, sales technique to get someone onto your line. This is how all my employees talk about it. It's like, oh, you get them onto a supplement of some product, and then they like, oh, that worked pretty good. I'll try some more stuff. I'll try some more stuff. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right? Yeah, you, we you hear that type of thing all the time. Definitely right? focus on one bottle all the time. Right. Yeah. Wanted to make it so that people realized that was the case. <laughs> that that was all they needed, you know? Right. To grow a really good crop. And then we started just getting people to take their normal regimen and swap out their base with ours, you know, and they would see a significant gain just right. with that. So And and is that base still the same today? Yeah. So I got to know what makes a difference. It's uh, it's really a lot of like microbial complexion that we like to always, you know, people that have heard us give the spiel know that, you know, we kind of keep it that way. And um, it's having perks, everything bro. available beyond, you know, uh, pH fluctuations and stuff like that. And then the cascading delivery, which is... You know, having multiple forms of stuff in the solution that are also, they're complexed, they're neutralized and uh, plant friendly. And then they have that, that slow, medium, quick release aspect to it, especially on the calcium. So diversity of food. Diversity of food, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, just a superior blend and then having multiple obvious uh, inputs. So the uh, forms of calcium which are you know the acetate and gluconate with the nitrate and chloride we get this real good spread you know with the the availability and then obviously all the micronutrients we kind of you know double and and triple them up and that's what really makes a lot of things pop oh yeah are are good micronutrients which is you know counterintuitive but it's like the icing on the cake you know right Right. Yeah. My grandma said, it's the grains that give you energy. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that's what it is, is the micronutrients. <clears throat> Absolutely. Right? Yeah. It just puts a whole other layer of, you know, actual phenotype and like cell thickness, you know, actual plant vigor, rigidity, and, um, you know, being able to ride out stresses, stuff like that. So, uh, Heavy Heavy Sixteen is a high grade product. It is not inexpensive, and uh, man, I got people that buy it by the five gallons all day long. Yeah. Sometimes I have problems keeping fire. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I have problems keeping fire. You know, uh, uh, at hand. Yeah. Right. Um. Uh. People love this product. Uh. The price does. It, there's there's definitely proof in the pudding, right? Right, um, and the the base is actually just as a just affordable as everything else, really. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's right, right. in line. 
Right. And on, and I guess the other stuff is too, but, uh, it is on the higher, higher side of the stuff we sell Oh yeah, in our store, man. You got to break it down to dilution rates and, uh, it's actually pretty comparable. Oh, right. Right. Well, man, you know, the, the proof's in the pudding, like, you know, people wouldn't buy it. Exactly. Right. If they wouldn't pay, I mean, it's, it's the five gal fire is expensive, man. It's like 1600 bucks or something, isn't it? But the discount goes a long way. With the discount. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) You hear it here for, if you want a discount on heavy 16 nutrients, come to Cultivate Colorado, 666 Bucktail. (laughs) (laughs) How many times you said that? Oh, that's the first time actually I've ever said that. (laughs) I'm the last guy that wants to give a discount. Come on, or give a sale. <laughs> right. But no, I mean, I got all kinds of customers. I got all kinds of needs for sure. Right. And uh, it, it's, it doesn't have to just be the cheapest quality, the cheapest product. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We kind of go into it by saying that, you know, you're killing multiple birds with one stone in essence. Oh, right. You know, it's all the, the multi-use. It's the dilution rate. It's also um, basically being able to use it as a foliar spray and then also being able to use it intermittently. You know, it's a real, real good tool in that sense. And then it, it's a true professional bloom stimulant because of the, the way that each strain reacts to it differently. So it's, you know, we kind of put a little bit of a, not a burden, but, you know, it's up to the grower to figure it out. Are, are, are you saying you're, for your supplements, you use a foiler spray. Foiler spray is that what you're saying? What yeah, are you saying? yeah, foliar spray. All right, is uh, basically being able to administer all that material with only using a, a, a few gallons, you know, or mm-hmm. a few quarts of material. So you're you're using so much less, but you're getting the value, you know, and the transmission through the leaf tissue. It's a very efficient way. It's the you know obviously the most efficient way to administer nutrition to plants, but by by spraying a mist of nutrients over yeah. plants, yeah, right, right. Uh, I uh, I try to be as simple as possible, right? Because there's there's you know there's all types of people that listen to the show, right? Yeah, um, and and people all over the world too, right? Oh yeah. You know? So foiler spraying is how how in commercial agriculture like a lot of nutrients are delivered. Uh-huh. Right? That's what they talk about and they just like go through the fields or the greenhouses and just spray nutrient. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? It's not quite delivered like how the Along with other things but... like uh, on how our <laughs> grower community how they deliver it. We usually are like feeding it heavily directly to the plant. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We always like to tell everybody that's all about getting as much nutrition into the plant that you can possibly do. So if it's coming in at both angles, you know, you have obviously the, uh, the soil, soil solution taken care of. And then if you can spray in a methodical way, the other thing you have to remember is that it's like that farmer in the field, you know, they're, they're always towing multiple implements behind their tractor because they only want to go through the field one time. Right. You know, so in a real like layman way, you get all the benefits with one pass of the, of the sprayer. Mm-hmm. So yeah, with the roots and the, and the fire mixed in with the foliar, it's a complete nutrient at that point. So all the MPK and all the micronutrients. So it really backs things up. So is this, uh, is this information on the bottle or? or yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Right. Possibly, you right. know, in some different words, but 
Okay. Yeah. You got? Do you have a specific special recipe? Yeah. Yes, it's on the feed card. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, uh, we get that up there. The, got the main feed card uh, on the back side of it. It's got the whole recipe on the corner of it. It's got a smaller recipe. Thirty mils of uh, foliar, one mil of roots, one mil fire from uh, second week of veg through mid flower. Okay. Oh, awesome. Well, we'll we'll get that up on the on the on the real dirt website. I uh, I just finished some some new information, so it's you know going to the the website editor. So expect some like really good oh, information, awesome. you awesome. know, coming up real soon. So yeah, and it'll be all that application and and just kind of like what I'm talking about right now mm-hmm. with the passes. But yeah, yeah, information's a key. There's so much magic in our industry, and yeah. you know. Uh, I still talk to people who who think that uh, cannabis grows in a certain period of days, and they don't even understand that it's photosensitive and flowers under darkness, you know. And I mean, wow, most people will tell you it flowers under light, right? (laughs) Right, (laughs) right. But the education in the whole thing's poor because mostly it's been like conversations, like somebody has in their basement, like we're having right now, right, on how to grow weed. Yeah, I mean, right. when we were talking about history and like what got me started, that was the eye opener. Is when I looked at it and I was reading shit, and I'm like, "That's wrong," like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's like this dick that thinks he's some, you know, right. professional. And With the internet now, like so many people can just like yammer, 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 right? And you know, they like, I don't even know how these people, these trolls, do this. Right, how they get people to actually listen to them. It's like, these guys are like energy vampires or something. They're able to like reach out, you know, tap into people and be like, come to me. Right. I'm on this probiotics Facebook group, right? And it's uh, it's people, you know, interested in organic and probiotic forming, farming technologies. And there was this huge debate about dry farming on it and they're yeah. like these couple people who obviously never had any agricultural experience whatsoever they just kept like you know like chipping away at, at people right really? just like starting this huge argument that's right? the worst yeah just yeah. For, just for fun why though um, you know what i mean they, they, yeah <laughs> oh man i started this huge argument on this facebook group inciting a a facebook right oh man you can never guess what i did today (laughs) sat at home and started three arguments (laughs) (laughs) oh ambition yeah totally so uh hey i think it's uh it's time to have a little ambition let's take another break this is chip with real dirt i'm here with bryce and james These episodes of The Real Dirt are sponsored by Denver Normal. Denver Normal is an organization that advocates the right for every marijuana consumer in the Mile High City, while also creating long-lasting partnerships with local businesses that share our values, a deep love for the community, the cannabis plant, and the commitment to educate our audience. And we're back. This is The Real Dirt. I'm here with James and Bryce from Heavy 16. You can download this episode at therealdirt.com or on iTunes, The Real Dirt Podcast. So you guys got one of the coolest jobs ever, right? People all over our industry envy envy you. You get to travel the country and 
see all these grows and I'll talk to all these growers about your product and and uh, how the, their plants grow. Right? Is it is it as exciting and glamorous as you make it out to be? It's definitely a double-edged sword. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's uh it's every day is a great day. There's a lot of the red time, a lot of hours, a lot of long days. It's rewarding. Yeah. It is. It's like living the dream. It's uh, seriously very, you know, tons of benefits, tons of great people. James, at one point you were traveling all over. Have you you slowed down a little bit? Um, a little more directed, more so than broad country, but oh, right, uh, right. not so much. I don't right. know how to slow down. <laughs> yeah, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> you won't do it. <laughs> oh yeah, man. You know, as soon as I slow down and like clear my plate a little bit, start like getting all these ideas on how I can fill up my spare time. <laughs> <laughs> Great ideas. Right. Like, oh, yeah. All that free time. Yeah, all that free time. Yeah, yeah no, it's just, you know, um, it's how it goes. Up and down the West Coast? Predominantly. I try to right. stay on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. I get out here in Michigan. Uh, you know, I've got uh, an entire sales team now, so right. they're helping take care of the, the rest of the country. And how, how many people are on the sales team now? Uh, there's four, I think. Oh, oh, awesome. And you uh, are all over the country. Are you, do you guys, are you self-distributed? Still. Still, mm-hmm. yeah, awesome. Uh, spare time does help us out. Mm-hmm. So spare time is... No, great model, doing, man. Been doing a great job for us on the West Coast. Direct, yeah. man, manufacturer, direct to the stores? Yep. Yeah. Right? Yeah, awesome. Awesome. We always wanted it to stay that way. Right. Yeah, yeah I've dealt with all the distributors. They're, they have, they're, they're great. In, in many aspects. Yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, you have to pay them basically to, to work for you. <laughs> yeah, very true. Yeah, yeah, uh, right, right. It's the, it's the continuity with mm-hmm. the customer. Yeah, you know, absolutely. That's, that's what we all like, but it's hey, hard, man. It is hard. You yeah. know, uh, uh, with before I sold Royal Gold, I'd have people come up to me and, and chat with me, and I'd realize, like, now that I have distributors that distribute it all, I have no idea who my customer is. Yeah. Right. And, and it's hard, you know, legitimately they want to separate you from the customer. Right. And that is their job. Right. And that's how they get paid. They transport it. But, uh, yeah, you, you don't get to know the customer the same way. That's yeah. For sure. Oh yeah. No, the service is there, you know, the direct contact with everybody. So what's some of the exciting grow technology you guys have seen lately? Probably the, uh, what's that, Grodin Rockwell? Oh, the Unislab? The actual sensor they're selling. Oh, the, oh yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. Grosense. I kind of like that thing. Yeah, what's it called? I believe it's called the GrowSense. Yeah, totally. Yeah, they're, uh, um, yeah, I've been trying to get my hands on one of those. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. nothing better than knowing exactly, exactly. what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, that makes me, you know, just be able to push the line with some growers, right? you know, cause that's, that's kind of the idea behind it is that the car that we put out is for the whole United States from, right. you know, professional growers to like, you know, mom, pop mm-hmm. growing, you know, some vegetables or something, or maybe not, 
<laughs> right. <laughs> hey, you, you know, everybody's got a dream. Yeah. You, you guys are all over the country. And what you mean by that is like water, temperature, humidity, oh, pressure affects all of this stuff. And you have to make, right, something that works everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's right. good people a feed card that's very broad for all types of feeds. Right. You know, right. heavy feeds, yeah. light feeds, different phenos, different genetics. They all want to be fed differently. You can dial them in, but we have to put out a feed card. Right. Right. So. What are, what are some of the common mistakes? You What do you hear people? What what's Do you have a number <clears throat> one thing? The irrigation frequency? Or like, that's. Yeah, water frequency. Yeah. Irrigation frequency, totally. Well, and I mean, you could talk about this, but uh, different media types. Mm-hmm. You know, rates of actual transpiration and dryness and, you know, you're talking about VPD and all these other things that are going on. And Do you guys got somebody that answers the phone for these type of problems? Yeah. We all, we all do it as a team. Everybody does it. Just yeah. whoever's next on the phone. Right? We divide it up so that everybody's it's like... It's more based on territory, so you get somebody local to you. Yeah, right. Right. <clears throat> right. Um, so uh, somebody I call up, I'm like having... Something's going on with my plants. I call up. I get one of you guys on the phone, right? I get I get my joint roller over here. <laughs> <laughs> so right, much more. Right. <laughs> so much more. And then, yeah, he just opens the door with rolling joints. And then all of a sudden. Um, <laughs> One-handed. Right. Uh, a technique I have not mastered. Got a knock somehow. Um, so one of you guys answers the phone, you know, uh, and I tell you my problem, like, is it like it's the same problem over and over again? And then what is it? Right, like, the same. They ask the same question, right? Oh yeah, always. Right, what is it? Probably burning. You know that they're just not watering enough. Oh right. But like you know, they're they're getting the concept totally wrong. Right. They think you know? their plants are are yellowing, and they think that they're burning or there's a nutrient lockout. Yeah. Is that what we're talking about here, or vice versa. Right. Yeah. Okay. Like kind of mi- misdiagnosing stuff. Right. Because, oh, well, maybe <laughs> it's always the CalMag question. I was going to say CalMag sure. or, or people messing with their pH. CalMag on, okay. On it, you know? okay. So this was but the it makes same it three questions <laughs> I get at Royal Gold. Because that answer the phone for years, it was always me. Right. I wanted to know what problems people were having. Yeah. And it's always like my plants are yellow, so I flushed them and they got worse. Right. Right. <laughs> right. How much cow mag do I put in it? Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, I've got nutrient lockout. What do I do? Right. And it's almost, it was almost always feed the plants. Have you fed the plants? Would you feed the plants? Mm-hmm. Right. Feed the plants. Yeah, they're are you using a cow mag supplement? <laughs> mm-hmm. At where are you? At a cow mag supplement. Yeah, you know, it depends on where you are. It's like five to ten, you know, milli, milliliters throughout the country, mm-hmm. right? You know, when I was talking to people on the phone for that, right? It still probably is. You guys, you guys have cal, calcium supplement. Calcium's in, uh, you know, the part A, and right. then the foliar spray is our CalMag. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So, just for the record, CalMag works, mm-hmm. but it has nitrogen that comes along with it. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you just, you just don't want to be adding. Well, that's why, that's, that's why it works. It's because like, you know, people were like, Oh, scared to feed the plants. And you're like, well, just add a little bit of cow mag. 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, you know, because it, 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 it's just like you get the nitrogen, the calcium, and the magnesium, you know, right, and right. the plants turn green, and, and immediately they're like, oh, okay, everything's fine again. Right. Uh, but yeah, same, same questions. Interesting. Interesting. So that's not, that's just, that's grower. That's what that's the grower, gotta be industry. That's just wide. industry wide. Yeah. I bet grower. I'm going to start asking my other people in the industry. What's our most common, <laughs> common question. Should uh, Yeah. You need to put that on the Pictionary board. Let's talk about the products directly about the products. Let, let, let me hear, let me hear the, like the, the pitch. I don't know anything about heavy 16. What is it? Professional grade nutrient. <laughs> uh it's a very short simple lineup at the end of the day of uh you know low salt index mixed with organics you know like he packaged up into the whole no phing calcium's already there you don't need the airstone in the reservoir you literally follow the betty crocker recipe on the back of the card and your mom can do this stuff oh, that's a great <laughs> that's a great pitch oh, sum me up <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah, that's the first time I've heard him say it. Actually, right. I'm usually the one that's always saying that shit. Do you? <laughs> uh, all right, all right. So uh, I'm a flood and drain grower. Can I use the the recipe on the back? Is there a flood and drain recipe? Works wonderfully in flood right, and drain for recirculating systems. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Very on. stable pH. It'll say. Well, like I said, no air stones. Right. Right. <laughs> no air stones. All right. Here. Here. Let me try it again. Well, hey, I grow in just cocoa. Can I grow in cocoa with your product? All day long. All right. All right. I don't need a special nutrient. You don't have a special cocoa line? Same A and B, same formula. Oh, wow. Hold on. Let me get a good one. I grow in, I grow in ProMix, and I don't like the water. <laughs> Can I use your product? Please do. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Um, yeah, I'm, I only use drip irrigation. Can I use your product? You can. Oh wow, man! I'm just not stumping you at all. I have uh, I have really bad water because I live in the uh, mountains of Colorado. Pre-titration. That's what we always preach. Yep. Uh, water filter. Water filter. Adjust the pH before you get it close to neutral before you mix heavy. All right, all right. Wow. Well, ding ding, you guys win, man. I don't, I don't, I don't think I have another customer. Um, <laughs> right. So this works in everything. Rocks. Rocks and pots, rock wool, soil, cocoa, arrow, flood and drain. Like you can use same formulas. You mean there's some adjustments right. based on your system, but same formula, same bottle. Because you you guys literally get to see people do everything with your product, mm -hmm. right? You got you got you got arrow growers probably in the desert, and arrow growers on the coast, even like that extreme. I would bet, right? Uh, you got soil growers. Is it mostly soil growers, soilless? It really varies on region. Yeah, it is. It's a right. mix. And, and and one hour from the next on the road can be completely different. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, it, it's a, what do you think it is here in Colorado? It's it's soilless. Soilless. Right. Right. Uh, cocoa fiber, <clears throat> pro mix. Right. Totally. Yeah. Uh, it used to, when I first got here, it was all pots and rocks. Right, just flood and drain, you know, hydrogen, right? yeah, pots and rocks, right? Yeah, right. It's the easiest way to grow ever, man. You're like, oh, you plant your plant up, you turn your time around for six times a day, <laughs> right? Seriously, right? Keeps it simple, yeah. yeah. That went away though quickly. What about 
California, that's your major market. Is what what do, what do pe- medium people use there? Phil Mix. Yeah, LA is mostly rock wool. You go, you know, NorCal Humboldt. There's tons of soil. Yeah, mm. lots of soil. Tons of soil. There's getting more soil down south. Right. For yeah. sure. Hmm. Yeah, rock wool's so uh, light and labor efficient. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, clean. Yeah. Right. It's clean, right. you know. Um, I mean, I make soil, so of course I prefer cocoa yeah, fiber yeah. based products. <laughs> <laughs> but like we sell tons, literally tons and tons of Rockwell every single week. Right. And so like, oh, okay, there's something to this. This stuff absolutely works. Right. And it does, man. There's some of the nicest gardens I see are Rockwell gardens. And I used to bag on them all the time back when I was a vegan heady. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's just molten volcanic rock, Chip. It is. It is. It is. It is. I was just being snobby at the time. My, <laughs> my eyes weren't like as wide as they are now, but they're wide, man. I get to see so many different people do it differently. Yeah. Right. And there's like so many different ways, man. It's, That's you know, the there's no one way. Yeah. There's no one way. It's totally like, you know, we, we there's definitely lots of egos in the growing community. But like, uh, man, I got no ego over it. I want to see the best way now. See so many different ways. Yeah. Right. It's it's beautiful, really, man. Just that this one plant can like grow in ten different ways, twenty different ways. Where bell peppers, they grow up four ways commercially. Right. Tomatoes, right? They grow just a handful of ways. Mm-hmm. Right. So, what are you guys doing here in Colorado? Do we talk right. about that? coming out to visit some farms? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. You guys do direct grower support we do right it's yeah. more than just visit visit some farms uh you go in and you chat with people about like either using your product or how to use your product oh yeah i mean right. basically taking the time to just go over all the the hallmarks of mm-hmm. the line and uh show them how easy it is to use and how you know we're able to teach them a lot about their crop i always like to go in and you know, do a little visual, kind of check things out. And then these are, these are all size farms, right? Yeah. Right. Small farms, big farms. Yeah. Gardens. What's a small farm these days? Yeah. It depends on where you're at, I guess. What state you're talking about? (laughs) All right. Hey, hey, this is one of my favorite conversations. So we're in Colorado. What's a small farm here? What? Like a 60 light, 40 light, 60 light. That's usually. Right. You know? Right. Right pretty boutique these right. days and, yeah. and 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 uh, big farm here big farms like at least 400 if not you know 1600 lights yeah totally yeah totally it's pretty big i think our biggest customers 15 at one spot's 1500 lights yeah right they claim to have a million lights under cultivation well that's yeah right yeah. seen some really awesome shit out here though man so like people like have been able to put like tip. money into it here and like invest in time where like in in other parts of the country it was so like oh am i going to get regulated or not are they going to come smash on my shit and take it or not and people were able to like you know invest in it yeah right so am i allowed to talk about other farms in colorado oh yeah talk about whatever you want man <laughs> <laughs> what was it we the, service uh, all sides of the industry yeah yeah <laughs> uh kind love when they first opened, remember mm-hmm. that place mm-hmm. with that water system and yeah. the, the rooms. That was the first time I saw, you know, like a really clean 
oh, right. install, you know, with the uh, oh, sweet. carbon that dioxide a... detectors and, you know, anti-asphyxiation stuff that, mm-hmm. you know, is all code. But um, rolling yeah. tables, HVAC, yeah. the HVAC's incredible here. Yeah, man. They are on that shit. Dude. That is like... In wintertime, you go into a room and it's 74 degrees. Yeah. Right. I'm like, this is perfect. Right. <laughs> it's, you know, it's hard to get the humidity up here. Right. In the wintertime, it just drops so much. Do you deal with any air handling companies? You know, uh, not, not directly. They're, uh, you know, they're, they're part of the other side of the business. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't, I don't, never really thought about that, but they're, uh, yeah, they're the commercial side for sure, construction side. Mm-hmm. So we never see them. Right? Yeah. Like they're... I'll get a phone call sometimes like, hey, can I have a light plan for this building? Or, you know, uh-huh. how many how many lights do you think this place can hold or something like that? Right. Yeah. What about California? What's the, what's the farm range there now? Well, if they're, you know, doing it the way I think you should do it is you, you have a mix of everything. Like I see a lot of guys doing, you know, they have their outdoor, they have their indoor. Indoor, outdoor, light up greenhouse. Their, yeah, their oh, yeah, greenhouse. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, a couple of 96 footers, greenhouses full. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, however much With lights. Mixed light, they call it now. <clears throat> yeah. They keep on developing terms for the, for the community. Yeah. Uh, mixed light, that's, a, that's the newest one. Yeah, there's nice. there's half a million square foot farms out there now. Yeah, no shit, dude. No shit, man. It's a. Uh, I mean, there's th- th- that's just greenhouse, but there's big indoor over there too. People are building big indoor right now too, man. Yeah, I got a customer who's talking about two hundred thousand square feet of of indoor. Yeah, right in Sacramento area. Yeah, yeah, totally, man. Totally, like, it's real. You know, it's that Dutch style mm-hmm. of horticulture. Mm-hmm. You know, coming to the. United States and throughout the world now, but you know, what do you mean Dutch style? Just fully controlled environment. Ag. Okay. You know, everything that I was seeing when I was younger, it, all the best shit always came out of Holland. Yeah. Still, know? yeah, totally still does. So, um, I know we should take a, uh, we should take a, a, a greenhouse tour over there. Yeah. It'd be a nice trip. I'll go on that one with you. Yeah, totally. Well, we should organize. I think that'd be a great industry organized trip right there. Greenhouse tour of Holland <laughs> on bikes. September. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, uh, man. I've, I've, I know I've, this I've guy. I've seen some stuff James over there, dude. There. I've seen some incredible shit, dude. Fucking years ago, you know, you walk through like doors upon <clears throat> doors upon doors upon doors of greenhouses, greenhouses, just you know, uh, just potted plants, potted plants, potted plants, cut flowers, just so much, and then like you walk into one that's all weed. <laughs> like right in the center and i was like wow these guys are getting away with this shit <laughs> and they they absolutely were yeah when you fly over it you know fly over amsterdam you see that huge you know hundreds of acres of lit greenhouse mm-hmm. right yeah my favorite like just you know remember the dutch tulip mm-hmm. what do they call it mania tulip mania oh sure okay you know what okay. i mean i think that's when it all clicked <laughs> over there Mm. about how, you know, they could make a market through, you know, plant material. Mm -hmm. And so when you have a bidding going on Mm -hmm. with the cost of the actual item you're growing, 
you tend to throw a lot of engineering and technology at it, you know, to squeeze every, every amount of profit you can get out of it. So, um, so the Dutch, Dutch have been making good technology, but, uh, I mean, the, 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 the U S product has been far superior to that. What do you guys sure. think that is? It's breeding, nutrients, environment, and then just, uh, maybe not being i think people like to be more stoned here yeah <laughs> they're involved <laughs> right. totally vested right <laughs> right climate's a lot different yeah absolutely um you know our, our ability to grow is a lot different out here yeah 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 and you know uh humboldt and all that just the environments the different phenos you get, the you know, yeah, some stuff does well one place, doesn't so well at another place. Yeah, absolutely. I think we have a lot more diversity of of uh, weather, obviously, oh, yeah. totally. You know, light levels and the like. Coastal seasons. Northern California, Southern Oregon, Washington—that's all like Dutch type climate, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, awesome. I, but I mean, I would say for thirty years, like the best cannabis in the world's come from up there. Yeah. Right, and and, and it, it, it's only recently changed, the past 10 years, right? And then it's spread throughout the rest of the country. Like that. It's just heady up there, man. Yeah, heady, bro. <laughs> hey, it is like the only place you can like stop into any convenience store and get almond milk and uh, a, a tofu, locally made tofu <laughs> at the convenience store. Some mate. Absolutely. Yeah, don't forget the mate. Absolutely. We got brewed mate. Yeah, and 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 kombucha on tap in the back. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I love it there, man. I mean, that's me. You know, it's totally me. I um, love uh, organic amendments. You know, mm-hmm. just diversity on top of the whole line. You know, sometimes you see guys because you know you're asking me what sets it aside, and right. I think it's just these little kind of like bats around with the nutrient. And then giving it a little bit more of your own diversity, so to speak, right. you know. So I always encourage guys to find something they really like that's natural, like you know, a composted material. So if it's totally. guanos or frass or you know, even something you have from your house or or whatnot, right? Go ahead and brew that and apply that, you know, every week. Yeah, compost teas are really inexpensive and easy to do. Mm-hmm. People can fuck up on them too, but like. If you keep it simple, keep everything clean, they're like one of the cheapest like supplements you could ever give your plants. Yeah. Right. And best quality, man. You just take some earthworm castings and bubble it in a five gallon bucket. Like you don't have to do anything other than that. And like your plants just sing and how much they love <laughs> it when you give it to them. Well, yeah. It's, yeah. it's fucking nuts, dude. Especially with the soil though, you know? Yeah, absolutely. With soil. You get those in there, you get that residual yeah. and uh, you just kind of start building that diversity over the you know couple of months or you know however long you're going the longer the more you want to do that so right that's what keeps any any problems from really happening with the water chemistry the actual soil solution chemistry mm-hmm. so just a good so so you guys said you have 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 biological components in your nutrients so does does it end up generating any biofilm on your reservoir or or is, is that something i need to be concerned about no that's not really the concern 
but I could tell you that that's why, you know, we told people to take air stones out because you're just, you know, you're carburating it and mm -hmm. it goes off and then it runs out of steam. Right. You know, and you're left with the, you know, the scum that's over. But um, that's with anything. That's mm -hmm. with any, you know, real. Uh, people love stuff. those uh, uh, bubblers. Yeah. They, yeah. They have, I sell like 10 different types of bubbling stones. <laughs> right? nice. they love, people love it. I love it too. Like, you know, yeah. let's see all the bubbles. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, those are big bubbles. Those are small bubbles. You know? It's yeah. <laughs> I just got a, um, what is it? O2 tube. Mm -hmm. But that's direct injected oxygen mm. into the actual you know the nutrient or the water mm -hmm. so between that and you know hydrolysis so i'm starting to see these guys with these you know the little oxygen o2 generators oh, yeah yeah it's just a, a little electrode pad and you plug it into the wall and it makes hydrogen and oxygen gas you know but you can get the dissolved oxygen up to like you know 30 40 percent in huh. some of those and they say they last you know for a long time but that's all relevant to the amount of you know organic uh, material that's in the water mm -hmm. so plus the the biology so we always like to just mix and apply you know the best the best brewing environment is in the soil it's in the as soil mm -hmm. solution melding to that temperature that that larger mass that it is with all the pores and the you know uh, subsequent surface area and it just you know, is the proper environment, not in the reservoir. Right. But if you can pump it with the oxygen right before irrigation, that's going to be your best practice. Right. Well, yeah. There we go. For, uh, that's a great tip. We're going to break from there. Hey, this is Chip with The Real Dirt. I'm here with Bryce and James and Heavy 16. I got to get incredible thanks out to Denver Normal. They're an organization that advocates for the rights of every marijuana consumer in the Mile High City, while also creating long-lasting partnerships with local businesses that share our value. Thanks, Denver Normal. It takes people like you to really make the change. All right, we are firing it up with Real Dirt. Bryce and James, Heavy 16. And uh, I am going to ask the question. What's the best way to do it? I know there's a thousand ways to do it, and there's merits to them all. But if somebody came to you and said, what's the best way to do it and use your product, to get the highest quality, highest yield, how do I do it? Well, you run the basically the program the way it is on the card, but with different variables. You can... Uh, you know, really, you can do additive drops. You can clutch the additives a little bit. The, when I say that, I mean the fire and the prime. Um, you know, we want you to just always have something in the water, you know, but maybe every seven to 10 days, we do uh, like an additive tea inoculating flush type, uh, you know, real all-purpose, uh, you know, tea flush everything incorporated. So it's the prime, the roots and the finish together. And then you would add your compost, you know, of choice and a uh, biological product is what we always recommend. And, and, so, and, what, and what type of a medium 
are we talking about here? This would be in any medium, but... Uh, any soilless medium? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Rock wool? Not rock wool. Any yeah. Medium, yeah. Really? Yeah, I would do this in rock wool. Com compost in rock wool? Yeah. Awesome. As a drench. Like, yeah, like to on the top? Yeah. Or, or like a tea? Well, like a tea. Okay. Just okay. You're, you're okay. flushing. Okay. You know, you really want to... Um, kind of what we were talking about earlier today, I was talking to Brandon about it, actually. Um, it's continuity of your media mm -hmm. so you, you sometimes if you're using like a soil or a cocoa or something you end up you end up doing better you know with the uh yeah because the soil buffers it yeah right absolutely but like a little bit of compaction is a good thing right you oh. know because you want to make sure that there's you know cohesion between those yeah and uh the well man i'll tell you i've i've you know uh cocoa grower for years cocoa importer manufacturer love cocoa uh, as soon as we started mixing compost in with the cocoa the root systems exploded yeah, yeah. right and you know the the forest humus and the compost we'd make up there like you'd see the difference right yeah and, and i'm not easily swayed on technology and for years i was like cocoa 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 small containers cocoa drip you know this whole technique right but uh yeah, man. Compost, biological life, that changed it right there. Yeah. It would be that recipe, the tea recipe in between, you know, obviously the foliar spray, but then, you know, you can really kind of kick up your, your EC in, inside of the container, inside of the media. So that's where I, you know, when I say on that feed card, I mean, that's for everybody. That's, that's the, the standard bulletproof program what would high a high ec be it's kind of the high ec would be and you know anything over you mean like what what works or yeah, what's totally. just killing the plants no what works totally what works is yeah. like you know two and a half to three mm -hmm. on that's, the that's, EC. that's hard for people to swallow when they yeah, hear yeah. that right i know right <laughs> so that is, I, it's a little it heavy me out man right but uh, no, I've done thousands of nutrient tests on soil. I, I know it, of course, right? Like, right. Yeah, I mean, you're you're killing it when you're at 2.8 EC in your media, right? That was the other question we'd get at Royal Gold is, you know, about the runoff. Yeah. Right. right. Well, that's you where know, all the, the runoff's over a thousand, <laughs> and the plants are yellowing out. You know, <laughs> it, it's a common one with us as well. But, you know, especially because we tell everybody not to watch their parts per million so much. Yeah, right. When they run our entire line. Yeah, that was that was another part of that uh, switch, was just giving the milliliters per gallon, you know, the mm -hmm. actual dosage, because there's there's things in the product that doesn't have a charge, so it's not going to read on a meter. Right. So right, right. it has the the equivalent fertilizer in there, mm -hmm. but it's uh, you know it's not necessarily available quite yet, or you know mm -hmm. it, it is a true organic you know neutralized product. So, um, letting that EC rise over time, but more aggressively, if you are a professional guy, if you're, you know, looking at it and you, um, you know, are really involved, you want to log it, obviously. So, you know, the next time and the next time, you know, how much you clicked it up and, and what you were getting so that you can really kind of hone in the recipe, but it's, uh, it's salting it out a little bit you know, to the point where you're getting a little bit of a water potential stress, which is what we always try to create uh, through 
just concentration in the water. That's your osmotic stress already, where this is more of like a, a little bit of a drought stress. So are you getting like tip burn or curl when this happens? Yeah, you want to, you know, obviously if you go over the mark, you're going to get some severe, but like, you know, a little bit of curling. That's obviously the time that we like to push the clutch in and, and we'll add that, you know, inoculating tea flush that we do. And that's a, that's a real good way to balance it, but then not, you're not completely just washing it out and washing all the good stuff away. Totally. You're keeping a little pressure on the plant too. Right, right, right. Yeah. You're actually adding biological life to help digest stuff that's already in there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Out and all the while foliar spraying. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll we'll spray the crop. So you guys spray and flower. Yeah, we spray any supplements and flower. It's a mid flower. Yeah, we go mid flower mm-hmm. is a pretty safe bet for mm-hmm. everybody. You know, and um, we'll spray, and then I also tell everybody if you have a little leftover, you spray the tops of the media too, because that will actually right. help cut down fungus gnats and you know oh, yeah, totally. other things that can accumulate on on the top of the soil. Uh, the natural surfaction of the foliar so uh it doesn't matter what lights i got yes how, 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 it does yeah you want to dim like double-ended double bulbs. Ended. yeah, yeah. It, it, just it, to be on the, the safe side te- it is the leading technology yeah right 100 percent. it's gonna be absolutely you know it's twice the amount of radiation right from the uh the hertz rate right there so doesn't matter what container size. No, and that's another there, thing there, too. There, there, you, don't, don't you guys don't you. have like an exact like water frequency that's best for you. Uh, you mean timing? Yeah, you know, like I'll no. tell I'll tell people like, oh, if you, if you know, five gallons or three gallons or seven gallons, depending on what they're they're into. Okay, right. You mean a media pot size? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the power is in the liquids. It's yeah. all there. That's your soil. That's your you know nutrient content smaller pots you have to water a lot more frequently because the benefit of of soil is is nutrient you know holding but also water holding so yeah. besides providing the structure it's the water holding capacity and that is when you know <sighs> lots of soil is good yeah totally is when you're trying to go for you know holding a lot of water having like a reservoir yeah. cuz you might not be able to get to the plants you know for a couple of days at yeah. a time and obviously if you're growing big trees so right um so you you wanted to ask me what like watering you know irrigation what you basically recommend to your customers i tell people they need to like dry it out like water it and dry it out yeah when it's, until uh, they have uh, the most ideal situation is when they can water it every day but the plants have to drink the water for that to happen yeah, there, there's everybody's got their technique or the thing that they're pushed into, right? But like the best case scenario is you water the plant and it takes like four days to dry out, yeah. right? Yeah. And you water it the next time and it takes three days to dry out, yeah, right? And then it's two days and then it's like that might hang on for a second and then you can water it every day, right? Like, you know, however you do it to have that happen, like that's the best watering scenario and i know man watering every day is a pain in the ass you know automatic irrigation solves that problem man no matter what you do you got to let it dry out like i mean if you got small small containers it's real easy to do right 
the bigger containers, it's a little hard to do at the beginning, right? And there's all kinds of techniques. People just give a little bit of water, a little bit of water, like seven gallons. That's one of the predominant pot size we sell. I see people using, right? People get like three and four ounces off a seven gallon plant, right? Some people get like eight and 10. Uh, uh, but like when you put a plant in that, like you have to have a well-established plant. You can't just put in a small plant to a seven-gallon pot. Yeah. Right, or else, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or else people have this watering issue. That was, that's horticulture 101. Yeah, totally. That's the first lesson in college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Is, uh, <laughs> you know, can't put a seedling in a, in a seven-gallon mm-hmm. pot. Mm-hmm. Because it's yeah. you know it's it's actually pulling it out of out of the plant. Yeah, you can't yeah. ever water it again. Yeah, right? uh, yeah. So that's why graduation is is the key. Mm-hmm. So going from the you know, <laughs> I've been seeing a lot more solo cups these days. God, dude, please. <laughs> oh my God, I've been trying to address this issue. <laughs> I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Please stop it. Stop using solo cups. Think about it. Every time you bump the table, oh, what happens? All those fucking solo cups fall over. <laughs> right. So <laughs> the whole thing. Right? Like, oh, you, know, you know why people do this, right? DJ Short. DJ Short's book. He promotes solo cup usage. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Last time I saw solo cups getting promoted, it was from a... 300 pound dude in Anza. Oh man, I mean, that I, was, I, you, I, the, one of the best dispensaries that I go to here uses solo cups to veg their plants. Yeah. Right? Like, I, and I can't. They're modular. God, dude, they're, they're not. They're all purpose. They're not, though. Like, <laughs> the, I just uh, want a pie. They, they're cheap. They throw them away. <laughs> like, I got a, I got a cheap pot. Just chilling, cheap square pot. <laughs> right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, the story is he wasn't actually using it for, uh, growing plants. Oh, he figured out, he figured out the spread between the purchase price and the recycled price was an exploitable market Mm. and, uh, started making the spread. He was (laughs) buying out red solo cups, like at smart and final and shit all throughout Southern California. Like every place he could go in, he was like, how many solo cups do you have in the back? I'll take them all. Uh, can I have them all? <laughs> oh fuck! Hey man, everybody's got their game. You got to play it. That was a sweet one. He uh, was like, "Shh, don't tell anybody." God, but please. I recycle fucking solo you, cups. Yeah. You, you should feel bad about yourself if you're growing with solo cups. You uh, really should. <laughs> you should feel bad about yourself. I mean, it's kind of like changing your own oil and then pouring the oil out into the driveway. It is. It's a really similar thing. Or yeah. like seal murder, like baby seal murder. It's similar to that. It's crying shame. Right, right, right. If somebody uses a solo cup, it's akin to like... Some, some people got to start somewhere though, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you use what you can get your hands on. That's a man. Sometimes these if guys you've are got, If you've parties. got like... If, you, if you're doing $10 million in revenue and you've got a thousand solo cups with your clones in it, come on. Yeah. Right. And hey, that, if you're... That guy's not starting. 
Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like right. Like it's been doing it yeah, for a minute. Yeah, yeah, right, <laughs> right, 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 right. You're absolutely right. Hey, I get it. You got to start somewhere. And, uh, you know, the, well, the first step up, the first step up is buying a propagation tray. Yeah. And some, yeah. you know, three-inch Rockwell cubes or three-inch pots. Yep. That's, are you going to do any of those compressed the, the the cocoa compressed stuff yeah. no man i'm 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 not man i'm gonna i'm just sticking to soil yeah right just uh uh soil just just so three soilless mediums mm -hmm. you know uh, no organic inputs really just micronutrients so package perfect right i won't have that was all one of my biggest complaints was always like bugs and compost and like earthworm castings right and so i'm like yeah. oh well if i just get rid of all that stuff and then just sell people compost and earthworm castings too when they want it right right that's always the best practice because it it gets the grower thinking correctly with additions because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. sometimes you know i've seen people you know with soil the first you know initial spark the seedling fertilizer you have in there you know, once it runs out, there might not yeah. be putting Anything additions else, in, right. you know, so. Yeah, no, it's hard, man. It really is. And uh, it is, it, it's better for the customer to add the organic inputs as they see fit because it's their recipe, right? Mm -hmm. And if they're easy recipes to get, but you also get this like known amount and known quality. And when like I mix the potting soil and it goes into a package, and then go sit someplace, go someplace, sit someplace, go someplace. It might be 90 days, gets in the store, and then they start selling off the bags. And maybe it's a small store. And who knows how old it is by the time you get it. Right. Right. And this way, like, you can buy, like, you know, a inert a, a, a medium with just micronutrient in it. And then add everything. And it's fresh. And it works like it's supposed to. Right. Right. Yeah. Because it's just it's just reality of it. You buy fresh bed, and you're like bread, and you're like, oh fuck, great! <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna be a fat ass eating this every day. Right? <laughs> right. The what? The energy's in the in the grain. Yeah, energy's in the grain. Yeah, <laughs> I think I heard that one sometime. So, man, what's a what's what's the future for our, for our industry? What's the future for for heavy sixteen? Yeah, I think. I don't know. I, I just always talk about the wine business and stuff like that. And, you know, it parallels it quite a bit. And, and I like that, you know, cause it's showing people that they can be family farmers again, mm -hmm. you know, and actually have yeah, something totally. that's like a great prestigious type business. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's like living on a vineyard somewhere, same thing. It and then is. now, I mean, every, I mean, why not mix the two? So, Absolutely. you know, all the cool shit, like yeah. all these cool farms going up that they have vineyards and they got lots of weed and stuff. I mean, that's, that's the life. Yeah. It's great stuff. Sounds great, dude. Tell me up. I don't get, I don't need some of that. Yeah. Right. That's what I see. That's coming. Yeah. That's coming. Keep our heads down stay focused, stay on path and uh, just ride the wave as the laws in this country change. Yeah, get tubular, bro. I can't can't get too uh, <laughs> too pinpointed on a plan. The, everything yeah. up in the air as it is. Yeah, now, man, I'm, I feel excited about the political environment. One is it's hard to stop it now. How are you going to stop that shit right now? Right, like and I'm not tempting fate or anything, but like there's just like so many 
states that are like involved with it at this point that have like brought it through like their their whole electoral process or brought it through the legislative process like all kinds of ways it's not just you know a snafu right or like a, oh i gotcha right <laughs> that's what everybody said about california for a minute like oh voter initiative they've got a bunch of stoners in there on a poor democratic vote but you know right <laughs> yeah. right but that's but now it's been you know through legislation through propositions through hell in california it ended up being government mandate the governor said you got to do it right the governor said you have to do it so like <laughs> i i feel really good about it i know there's like uh there's there's movement in the marketplace for sure uh we we're <clears throat> It's a tighter marketplace now. Uh, people's business plans three or four years ago were based on $3,200 pounds, and now they're 1600 bucks. There's fluctuation in the marketplace. But California's already seen that, right? They saw it like, you know, 2010 or something. It probably like bottomed, bottomed out, 2010, 2011. And it's come back from that. Like, the... the just California is just this huge market, right? And I know people keep talking about that. Oh, it's this huge market, but it really is. It's 40 million people and millions and millions and millions and millions of tourists, right? And what a better dream than go to California and smoke <clears throat> weed on the beach. Fifth largest economy. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, man. It's just like, it's just this powerhouse, man. And like, you, then you got like, you know, Portland and, and, uh, and Seattle is other, like these prime destination spots. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, I don't know. There's, there's something going on, man. I think it's just kind of really started. It's changing for all of us. We see it all change, right? It's yeah. not, it's not as easy to sell product as it used to be. It's not as easy to turn people as it used to be. Like now people have like standard operating procedures. So it's like, oh, well, I'm already using this stuff and it's already written up. And, you know, like I'd have to get new, you know, MSDS sheets or, you know, new fire hazard protocol. All right. Of it. it's, yeah, it's, it's a little, it's harder, but. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's where the, you know, the professionalism comes into play. Right. You know, being able to have all that ready to go. Well, you, you guys are in the hardest market, though, in the country. California is 100% the hardest market in the country. Even yeah. though it's so big, it's a it's a discriminating customer that's there, right? Like, people got their relationships. They've been in business for a while. There's, like, one way to do it. The growers got one way to do it. They do it their way, this way, and it's hard to tell people any different, right? Yeah, very but, much so. Right? But, but, you did a lot of pavement pounding. Back uh, with Royal Gold. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, That's, I'm, I'm preaching from experience. Yeah, dude. you know. Right? Like, yeah. California's a rough market. Yeah. Right? I, uh, dude, like, LA was one of the hardest markets for us to get into. Really? Yeah, totally, totally. Because it, it's, man, everybody's tight down there. It's tight. You got to, like, be in before you're, like, selling shit. Well, isn't everybody <laughs> selling, like, ocean forests for un. Uh, yeah advertisable prices and Un, stuff unadvertisable prices that goes on here too though that was like that's the forever yeah. war yeah totally yeah yeah co2 tanks too <laughs> oh god i know i think we're i think we're down to 650 six dollars and fifty cents a tank i think that's what they go for if you got like if you're buying a bunch or something wow 
Right. Yeah, yeah. six fucking fifty. I think I started off at twenty four dollars. <laughs> yep. All right, twenty four dollars. I don't I we might not make any money on it. It's I think it's like, <laughs> oh fuck, that's the price. Okay, so we're selling for that. Right. Maybe maybe that's the sale price or something, but yeah, soil, same thing. Soil's cheap. Right. You guys see it all over. This is this is one of the more inexpensive markets. <clears throat> right? Yeah, definitely. Right. Yeah. You see that? Right. I think there's definitely some fluctuation in pricing is going to happen in, with, with us. Right. Like, uh, well, with our industry, <clears throat> you know, the distributors, that whole relationship is going to change somehow. It's already changing. Right. Uh, there's, there's not as much like uh, manufacturer, distributor, retailer, end user anymore. Those lines are all like muddled. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right and like oh it's it's that's because the car industry like they're having the same problem with tesla right because it's direct to consumer right and and they're like no 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 distribution car lots big car lots small car lots right there's an order here oh yeah right yeah it's, <laughs> yeah all that's just gonna break for sure with us anyway i don't know how we're gonna affect by it but yeah i mean we always uh, we're all keep students that wave students <laughs> economics you know mm. you just yeah. see things yeah totally dude i tell people <laughs> that all the time you know i had this awesome job when i was in college working for broad river outpost michael moody was my uh boss i think he hired me because he because i had better weed than anybody at the time so he was like oh yeah he'll get me stoned <laughs> um but yeah he taught me that you put people on the river and you say a couple things all right, uh, no glass bottles. Uh, if you're too drunk to stay in the boat, you're too drunk. Uh, don't get too drunk, and uh, wear your wear your flotation device. And here it comes. When we engage the rapids, paddle and paddle away from the rocks. Right, and I said this so much that it's become like this mantra in life to me. Right, it's like, cause, cause, like, you know, people would hit the fucking rapids, right, and they'd like lift their paddle up, like, woo, and then crash right into a rock. And I'd see this oh, every single Saturday fuck. and Sunday, right. <laughs> so, it, like, this light bulb flashed on in my brain. I'm like, oh, this is just like life, you know. <laughs> it's like when, when the, when, when it gets rough, paddle away from the rocks. <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah. And that sometimes that's all you have to do. Right. Mm -hmm. So uh yeah, paddle paddle for the wave, paddle away from the rock away from the rock. Oh yeah. Uh informational uh uh uh, uh inspirational stoner talk. <laughs> so I'm I meant to comment on the uh fine ashing of the last joint. Was that a heavy sixteen grown product? That was excellent cannabis. Even with all those all that magic and supplements you got there. Right, it tasted great, flushed awesome. Um, <laughs> it's one of one of the big complaints I hear, or not complaints, but things people say is, uh, you know, if you put all that stuff in there, it just doesn't taste good, right? I only do this, and you know, um, but man, that's great, great, right? Yeah, it's all about that uh, finish. Yeah, totally. That really helps. Hundred percent organic flush. Mm. More technique. Well, flush. It's been an awesome, awesome episode here of The Real Dirt with both of you guys. I'm glad you guys made time in your busy, busy trip here to Colorado. 
Yeah, man. Thanks for having us out. Yeah. I appreciate the impromptu. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, man. It's yeah, been man. fun. Fun, fun. Good catching up with you. Yeah, man. So uh, everyone can download this and every episode of The Real Dirt on uh, therealdirt.com or download The Real Dirt podcast at iTunes. This has been The Real Dirt with Chip Baker. Thanks again. This has been an incredible episode. I've known these guys for a long time, but we've never really been able to sit down and chat in an informal environment like uh, The Real Dirt Studios. I'm so excited about their line, and I, I can't wait to talk to more people about the biological inputs they put in their synthetic nutrient line and how it all kind of works together. This is a really fun episode for me, and I hope you guys enjoy it. You can download this episode and others at therealdirt.com or download it on iTunes, The Real Dirt Podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>